are listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight I'm joined by uh, Lainey Moore, Jennifer Hetzel, and our Canadian friends, Ray and Chris Andrew. How's everyone doing? Excellent. Good. Good, good, good. Um, so how's everyone been since last we met? Busy. Yes. Very busy. Haven't we all? That's year. You know, we celebrated uh, uh, U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> little late on that one. Needless murder day? No, sorry. Needless <laughs> murder day. Hey, you know what? The turkey is well, fine. The it's, the, it's the cornbread I'm after, so the dressing I'm after, so. Which the food that you guys posted was, you know, you sent on the back channel. It was delicious. It looked, looked awesome. Could have sent boy- up some cornbread up this way, but whatever. I, I, I boycotted I posting pictures of my food because I was like, I'm not going to do that. We're all eating the same fucking thing. Like, well, I'm I, not yeah, gonna I didn't do post it online. I thought the same thing, but I was like, no, yeah. I got to share this to Canada. You just send it to the Canadians. Place. Yeah, just, or just Canadians. Thursday. We probably had pizza or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a busy day. Subway. We probably had Subway. Probably had Subway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I might be a little hungry anyway. Um, so we were supposed to, originally we decided we were going to get together and read the next book on our list, which is Off to be the Wizard. But uh, about halfway through the the month, we were like, you know, everyone's kind of behind. Everyone's kind of busy. Um, and I was actually going back and listening to the episode, and uh, Jennifer had brought up an, an interesting question about our last book, We Are Bob, uh, We Are uh, We Are Legion, We Are Bob, and we didn't really hit on it. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe we should take some time, step back, and um, go over the, you know, kind of reassess some of the books that we've already looked at. So that's what we're going to do tonight. If you've already read. Uh, off to be the wizard. Don't worry. Um, we will be reading that for next month. But um, for right now, we're just going to kind of go back and and maybe hit some of the stuff that we didn't talk about the first time on the books. If there's anyone here that's currently present, uh, I guess you have to be here to be present. Um, that uh, wasn't on a particular episode and wanted to you know throw in their two cents about what they thought about the book. This is a good time to do that. So. Uh, we're going to do this in the order in which we read them. So going way back, uh, a little over a year ago, our first book that we read was The Martian uh, by Andy Weir. Um, did anyone have, was was there anyone, is there anyone here that wasn't on that first episode that has thoughts they want to share? Okay, I think everyone, I think everyone was here for that first episode. So. Yeah. Um, I read the whole thing in Matt Damon's voice. That's really all I have. <laughs> um well did anyone have any thoughts or 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 anything else that they wanted to bring up I, I jotted down a couple of notes and some things i actually went back and uh reread the book well listened to the book here actually with just the last week or so so um this is probably the fourth or fifth time i've listened to it i i still love that book i really really enjoy it so even though did I know you do that for every book that we're reviewing in the last month, thinking? Uh, pretty much, yes. How? <laughs> my here's my okay. Here's my thing. I um I have an Audible credit. Everything I every time I read something, it's through Audible. I've said this multiple times. Um, but I just uh, I, I get to these points like I'm having to redo my inventory again. Um, long story and um. So I'm, I, I'll run out of podcasts, and I'm like, well, 
let me re-listen to something. And I only get one credit a month, and I'll burn through a book pretty quickly, so I usually go back and will re-listen to something. And uh, some things I've only listened to a couple of times. Some things, you know, I've read multiple times. It's almost like um, kind of going back and watching, you know, your favorite movie or, or, you know, TV series over and over again. So, but um, a couple of the things that I wrote down for The Martian. Did um, do any of y'all make up your own terms for uh, something that you use in your day-to-day life? I'm specifically referring to that part in the book where he came up with pirate ninjas. Um, for the measurement as to how much energy he needed to be able to, you know, get from point A to point B. Um, does anyone have a term that they've made up or something like that, that they use at their work or at their house or whatever? Call my fingers cat boopers. Cat boopers? (laughs) They boop the cat on the nose. (laughs) So how many cat boopers does it take to change bulb? Is that (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> five on a good day five on a good day i'm sure murray doesn't really care for that so um i can't really think of one um, the closest one that i had was um with my partner at work uh she's actually moved on to a different job and i'm hoping to get another partner at work but um we had devised uh, uh she would be out in the building doing something or i'd be out in the building doing something and just we weren't you know one thing leads to another. You go out for one thing, and then someone else is like, hey, while you're here, can you look at this? And then next thing you know, like, you know, an hour, hour and a half's gone by, and it's like, well, where the hell did she go? So, jokingly, at first, I just wrote, uh, you know, I just texted her, and I wrote um, um, ASL. <laughs> and I'm like, the problem with that is, I already know your age. I already know your sex. I just really need your location. I don't, know, I don't want to just write L. That's stupid. Um, so we devised the LAC at work, which is uh, location, activity, as in what you're currently working on, and chocolate level. And this is on a uh, DEFCON level of five to one. And, oh, my God. Uh, so if, if you got something back like counselor's office, reformatting computer, one, it means, oh, things are not going well. You need chocolate when you get back to the office. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> For, for us at work, it's uh, if if somebody's having you know a bad day or whatever, and the, you know, all you know, we, we, like just bad. Uh, there's so many bad things going on, or whatever it is. It's it's how many wax there are, and then uh, it's uh, ten wax equals a shitload, and then uh, there's five shitloads equals a shit ton. So. You know, how, how deep are you in it? Well, we're in a shitload. Okay, that's pretty deep. Uh, how nice. deep are you in? It's a shit ton. Okay, now you're re- okay. You got it. So, yeah, I like it. That's yeah, that's cute. that's really the only one that I can think of. Um, totally. All the red tape. All the yeah. all of them. Okay. A Bruce A. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Actually, I like that. <laughs> we have a thing at work uh, called a red pant moment. So once we had a, a training event and it, the email sent out about it explicitly stated wear khaki or black pants and one of our coworkers didn't read the email all the way through and showed up with red pants mm-hmm. and the reason that we were told to wear red or black is because we were given a red shirt to wear that day. <laughs> so uh, she had a red shirt and red pants and now we call it a red pant moment when somebody doesn't read all the way through something or asks a question that's been answered already. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. Of course, awesome. It's, 
50 in general. We're like, oh, Red Camp moment. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We do a thing where we, I well, I do a thing where I gauge how bad of a rule I'm breaking by asking one of my coworkers on a scale of one to you're fired. Can I do this? <laughs> nice. I do that a lot, actually. Suspended without pay for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, on a scale of one, two, you'll never work in this town again. If I don't do X, Y, and Z, where am I? Right, yeah. <laughs> well, when things really got bad, my partner Yusa would just say, she's like, well, time to drop a match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping a match and walking. Um... So and I'm like, well, let me grab my staple roll, be good to go. Uh, the other question that I had after re-listening to the book is um, one of the things he kept harping on is the, um, as he referred to it, the poor taste of his uh, his fellow astronauts and their their selection of music and entertainment. So the question I was going to ask y'all is, um, you're, you're on your way to Mars. You're able to have it's obviously quite a bit of information, like their entire like. He said, like, you know, tons of 70s TV shows or whatever, but um, you're on your way to Mars. Um, what are you taking with you? Are you taking movies, TV, music? And if so, are you taking some, you know, what are you, what are you taking? TV oh, and music. TV and music. Parks and the entire series of Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the whole Bowie back catalog. The um, podcast. Well, yeah, obviously a lot of different podcasts, to be fair. Oh, no, and I need my Real Housewives, too. Oh, I don't like this question. Jeez. This is too much. Yeah, at some point, because I don't know where I'd have to, like, you know, say, well, sorry, your your drive, you know, hit the maximum there, so. Oh, Zeppelin back catalog. Get rid of Bowie. I'll take Zeppelin over Bowie any day. Yeah, the whole Led Zeppelin back catalog. Okay. That has to go. I'll die without that. I'd have to take a lot of 90s rock. Yes. 90s rock. Yes. Any band in particular? Incubus. Yes. But that's more 2000s. We can uh, travel together, right? Our Lady Peace. Yes. Not good band. Not good. I have other. Uh, just the one I'm. Gin Blossoms, or is that just me? Sorry? Gin Blossoms, or is that just me? Well, Jim Blossoms oh, yes. from uh, Empire Records. I like that song. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that movie we have. For music. Yes. You, oh, you, duh. Yeah, that's going. <laughs> hey, Eugene, you're, there you go. Yeah, I know. I was kind of blurry for a second there. I don't know what was happening. Um, I'm thinking, for me, it's going to be movies and probably audiobooks. Uh, like I said, I, I re-listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I'm like, okay, I could do that. You know, I'd have to just really stock up on audiobooks, and it'd probably be things, uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking like... Um, you know the Star Wars trilogies, uh, everything up to this point in the MCU, stuff like that. So, uh, uh, anything read by Ray, uh, the guy that wrote Ray Porter. Yeah, that would actually that would be really helpful as well. So, what about you, Jen? What are you taking to Mars with you? Uh, everything: movies, books. The books, I guess, would have to be digital since space and weight. But music, tons of music. Um, so- I mean. Hours and hours of fun, yeah. And and I know it's not the superior quality, but I take the MP3 version so I could fit more songs on. There. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you're, you're going to be listening to it on headphones anyway. I don't think. I, I, 
there might be a certain situation where you might get to blast it throughout the rest of the spaceship, but I don't know if that's going to happen too often. <laughs> so I feel like it. too, like music would take precedent for me too, because like, I know Eugene, you listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts when you're working on something, mm-hmm. but I have to listen to music. So I feel like with all of the work and like lab work and stuff I would be doing on that ship, mm-hmm. it would have to be mostly music that would take up most of my data. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I would prefer to take kitty cats with me, but apparently that's not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So let's, if no one has anything else they want to add to the Martian, uh, let's get and move on to uh, Ready Player One. Um, Actually, they just dropped a new trailer for Ready Player One. The movie is coming out next year. Um, The trailer actually gives me a little bit more hope about it. Um, Since we've had the, I'm sorry, what? I didn't I mean, watch we it haven't yet. watched it yet. I thought it was coming out tomorrow, but I'll it, have to take it. Well, they, they did another one, and I saw it in the theater, and it was a little more structured. Like, it gives us a little more of the story, and I'm like, okay, that's this is a little better. Um, but since we read the book, I actually met the author and, and got him to sign my book, which was really awesome. Um, but uh, did anyone have anything, looking back on that, that we didn't talk about that you want to bring up? No. No. Okay. Um, the the question I thought about after you know re-listening to it and, and listening to the episode was, um, what world based on a game, movie, book, series, whatever, would you create? Like we talked a little bit about we we mentioned the fact that uh, the uh, flink uh, flick sinks where you actually go through and and get to basically play the movie. We talked about some of the movies that uh, we would like to go through and play. Um, but it, you know, each, there were all these different worlds that were created, uh, based on a movie or book or something like that. Does anyone have a particular, um, book or, or, or movie or something like that, that you would like to see, you know, brought to life? First one that comes to my mind, and, and I think it would be a, a huge hit would be the Simpsons. I mean, who hasn't oh God, wanted to be Simpsons Simpsons? world would be awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Do you remember when they actually brought up the Simpsonized? Uh, thing where you could take your picture and Simpsonize yourself and as you as a character. Like, yeah, that was not cute as a Simpson <laughs> character. <laughs> well, then you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was... Uh, that's the first one that comes to my mind anyway. Um, it depends on what mood I'm in. All that's I can true. think of right now is Legends of the Fall. I was going to say... Come on! What? Legends of the Fall. It's like one of my favorite movies. A very movie. Um, what would I know? Yeah, this is going to tip my hand for next month's book, but I'd love to see that book series off to be the wizard turned into a virtual world because it fits really well and just the way that they handle. Magic and technology is just, I, I love it. I adore it, and I'd love to live in that world. So, Lainey, we could create any Disney movie ever. I want to do the specific New Orleans that exists in Princess and the Frog, and then I want to live in the world of Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, my God, that would be so awesome. That is a good, I would be an good, awesome racer. That is you a would good answer. racer. We just watched uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets last night. I'd live there. That'd be pretty cool. Really? That's, I, 
movie you know, looks like, it's a gorgeous it, movie. It got a lot of flack. It wasn't an amazing movie by no, any means, but, but it, was, it was very well done, and, and it wasn't a horrible story. Um, the other one I thought of, obviously, is Star Trek and Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you lived in the Star Wars universe, is there a specific like planet that you would want to live on? I think you get your choice of whether you want to be on a starship or you go Naboo's pretty gorgeous. Naboo's pretty cool. I've always wanted to live on Endor. That's just my dream. That's why we named Wicket Wicket. See? Um for me it would be I I'd want to be on one of the ships and Walking around and checking all the other places out. Like, that's. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with Guinan. Wherever she that goes, I don't. Awesome. She's, she's a cool chick. I, uh, Maz. I, I'd go check out Maz Kanata's, uh. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So anyway, yeah, we'll flip nice. off back. This is pretty awesome. I think she Maz would like, like you. I think she would. I like that Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. And so, no one else had anything else they wanted to add to Ready Player One. No, it was really. Good. I could name a hundred worlds that I want to live in, but oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see here. So the next one that we read was Star Wars Catalyst. Um. And the only thing I had for that one was: Has anyone gone back and and rewatched um uh, uh Rogue, Rogue One Rogue since one. they read the book? You I have watched part yeah. of it. You, yeah, I did last weekend or two weeks ago or something. See, I haven't. So, what did it? Did reading the book add anything to the movie? Knowing the backstory now? Yes and no. Not really. I mean, not like you don't really have a lot of moments where you're like, oh, it's just yeah. like I I enjoyed knowing her father a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That gave me a little more in depth to the character, but I mean. It's a nice dad in a movie. Of course, I already liked him. So, of course, no, it didn't add anything. I I had a hard time getting through that book anyway. So, that book, the thing that got me through that book was the sound engineering on the audio version. The audio version. Yeah. I could not have read that, but listening to it, yeah, was awesome. Okay, I'm going to try listening to it then because well, reading it just made my eyes cross. I couldn't stop. So I loved it. I love. I couldn't stop reading it. Yeah, I listen to it sometimes now to like help me fall asleep because I find it like really soothing, settling. Now you do have to keep in mind that uh, how many um, how many uh, Star Wars books have you probably read, Jen? Oh, God. A lot. <laughs> A lot. I don't know. Some. Yeah, yeah I mean, style, I'm used to the style of it, I guess, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know, watching the movie, it, I mean, you kind of think, oh, okay, I, now I kind of know more why they are that way, or, you know, I really hate that guy even more, knowing his backstory, um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that it added too much to, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah, I, like I, I would, said, I haven't gone back and rewatched it, and I just—I I thought about that. I was like, man, I—I I was gonna go back and rewatch it, and I haven't. Of course, now I'm like, I guess I need to reread my notes to remember everything that happened in the book. Um, but I do remember after reading the book, thinking um, a little bit more of a connect a connection to some of the characters. Like, you know, they made a little bit more sense to me. Uh, but like, but you know, who knows? It may not have you know made that big of an impact you know afterwards. So. 
Um, the next book that we read was uh, we switched gears and uh, we read the Princess Diarist. Uh, yes, Queen. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on on the book in particular? I love her. Yes, I was just going to say it made me love her more, and it just made it all that more tragic too. On top of it all, I love her so much. I miss Carrie Fisher every single day. There is not a day that goes by that I don't think about her, and that book broke my heart, but made everything so much better at the same time. Has, <sighs> has anyone has anyone read any more of her books? I no. started. Oh, I forget which one it was, but I started another one and then I had to stop because I was reading something else. Okay. I mean, I I have all of them in my queue. Like I'm gonna read all of them because I need to know everything. <laughs> what were you saying? Jen? I love. Oh, I didn't. Say oh, any. I haven't. Okay. Just wanted how many books she'd written. Oh, quite a few. Yeah. I think it's like three or. Yeah, three, she's got maybe three or four. four. Yeah. Okay. It's it's on my to do list still. I've I got some books to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> so thoughts on we're what less than two weeks? We're just over a week now from seeing her for the last time on the big screen. I don't feel yeah. like I'm ready. Like I can't watch the previews without crying. I so I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've heard that they saved some of her scenes for episode nine. <sighs> so that. Finishes her story off with nine. That, that I'm fine. I would be fine with that. Um, I'm. I don't like the way they did her at the end of um, uh, what's it called? At the end of uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. That was one of my <laughs> biggest problems with Rogue One. But um, if it's that her was, actually doing it, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't mind. So. No, it wasn't her daughter. I thought. Oh no, it was her. She played it, and then they CGI'd her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there's photos of her daughter that look exactly like she did too. So I mean, if they really had to make like, well, no, but she, I mean, she's only like in her early twenties. So. No, I know, yeah, but the Lord's like really good yeah. for that part at mm. that particular time. But anyway, that's we're splitting hairs on. So yeah, uh, that's gonna be interesting next uh, next week. Oh, so. I'm just uh, I'm I'm excited to see it, and I'm really not excited to see it. Oh no, I'm just um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's just Oh, it's gonna be a it's a glass a case of, of emotion and I just don't know. Uh, yeah, Personally, I'm, I'm going opening night, so Me Yes too. you are. I never then, go opening night. <laughs> what'd you say, Jen? Me too, and the next night. Oh really? Yeah. Oh awesome. So uh, there was a, actually speaking of all this, there's a really good rule that one of my buddies has. Um, knowing that not everybody can go on so, uh, okay. to opening night and all that stuff, he has put on his Facebook and and his uh, Instagram feeds. Uh, his blackout will end on uh, 23:59 on uh, Saturday night, so Sunday midnight. He will be posting about it. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, apparently. So, <laughs> I like that rule. You know, wait till the Saturday night and Sunday morning's a good thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like I don't. I I don't like to go see movies like this on opening night because I just 
I can't stand all the people in the theater. I just can't do it. It's too much. Everyone, every time anyone shows up, everyone's screaming. I don't, I just want to watch the movie and I don't want to be packed in like sardines. Like, don't touch me. But, um, wrong people. Yeah. Like, but I just don't (laughs) shut up. (laughs) I don't, um, I don't care about spoilers either. So I feel like it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm still going to see it. It's whatever. You and Lee can go see the movie together then. I know. None of them hate spoilers. I'm sorry. I don't care. Because I'm also, I'm the person that didn't watch Breaking Bad until like three years after it started. Mm -hmm. So I don't, it's whatever. I don't care. Like, Like, you can spoil it for me. I still want to watch it. Yeah. I I was surprised in the movie and like not you know, know what's coming up. Because otherwise, I'm like, why am I watching this? Why do I pay money for this story? I need the whole story. So, because people spoil stuff for me all the time. I will, I will request that Parker spoil Game of Thrones. He won't, but I, I'll <laughs> ask him to all the time. Because I make him watch it That's the day before I do. Makes me watch it. Because I want to know how it happened. Yes, that's me. I need to know the, like, everything leading up to it. Yes. That's important. Like, oh, I can't wait for the part. Yeah, because then it's like suspenseful because I'm like, it's coming. He's going to smush that guy. Woohoo. So, yeah. Chris was like that with the new, uh, the new um, Avengers uh, trailer. Yes. We're we're watching the trailer and we're going through all of it. I, I already saw it. She, she's, you know, it gets to the end part where it just shows like the, the Avengers, and she's like, "Meh." I'm like, just, just she wait. Sounds like me. She's like, "Well, <laughs> why? They did. They didn't even talk about the like Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, or anything." I said, "Just a second. Oh, <laughs> then of course that scene comes on, and she's like, "Ah, oh, that's better." <laughs> I get it. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's the whole reason why I want to watch the movie. Well, there you yeah. go. The War and the Guardians. Yep. Then you're good. Then I'm fine. <laughs> I need some Hulk. Whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next book. The next book on, uh, that we read was uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, was there any, Is there anyone on... And I forgot to ask this about some of the previous books, but uh, anyone on this episode that was not on the episode where we reviewed it? I was on but i had i had read it a few years before and totally misremembered it uh-huh. because i was so lost when you guys were talking about it i'm like yeah, oh no i'm just gonna stay silent because i don't remember any stuff i just was really hating the movie that's hilarious it, and i think i hated the movie so bad that i didn't read the book uh-huh i was just yeah I was like, really? Like, yeah. I can't enjoy it. Yeah. So I never saw the movie. So oh, don't, don't, don't. If you, if there was anything in the book that you liked, don't watch the movie. Because <laughs> I've seen both. I, I still like the book. I really do still like the book, and I will go back and listen to it again. But that movie was. Blah. Am I high, or did Billy Bob Thornton play Abraham Lincoln in that movie? No, he did not, and you might be high. <laughs> okay, then who played him in that movie? Oh, uh, oh Lord. didn't Billy Bob Thornton play a president in Love Actually? 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Somebody like a big and important and weird played Abraham Lincoln. Who was it? Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis played it in, in Lincoln movie, not... Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Fun fact, I get Daniel Day-Lewis and Billy Bob Thornton mixed up a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Walker was Abraham Lincoln in uh, the 2012 version. Surely okay. didn't do a lot for his career now, did it? Nope, it did not. It didn't Mm-mm. do a lot for anyone's crew who was in that movie. Ooh. Burn. Yeah. Um, the only thing I had after re-listening to it again was, because we actually talked about it pretty in-depth, was um, are there any fictional history mashups that you'd like to see that haven't been done yet? So, you you know, you've got Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You know, you've got things like... Um, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. This, I don't know if this really counts as like a mashup with like sci fi or fantasy, but in the movie A Knight's Tale, ah. one of the characters is Jeffrey Chaucer. Yes. And the movie is supposed to take, there's, there is a period of time in Chaucer's life when everybody kind of lost track of him. And no one's really 100% sure what he was doing. And the premise of his role in the movie is that that's what he was doing. He, like, lost all his money and was walking around naked mm-hmm. and started working with Will and the other guys and running around and pretending to be a, a nobleman and, and competing. I've seen this movie quite a few times, if you can't tell. So, lots times. So fucking good. But I would like to see some kind of like a novelization of that like dark period in Chaucer's life. I think that would be really interesting. And whether it's stuck to that idea of him running around being basically the barker for this man being a knight, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I would love that. I would read the shit out of that. That'd be a good one. Uh, I know they've made a comic book about it. But, uh, or, yeah, they, there is a comic book out there, but uh, Han Solo and, uh, and Indiana Jones. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yes. In, in house. Absolutely. So I think it'd be a, a kind of a wicked little movie some sort. Mm-hmm. I'd almost like to see him continue on with this and see other presidents fighting vampires um, <laughs> or just Obama. some other awesome presidents doing Obama. some other awesome shit like... Uh, Blade. Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt, like, fighting werewolves with his bare hands would be fucking <gasps> awesome. I would read the shit out of that. You know, what about, like, Edgar Allan Poe doing something weird? Do what now? What about, like, Edgar Allan Poe doing something kind of weird? Edgar Allan exactly. Poe, Jack the Ripper. Ooh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Oh, I would read the shit out of that. There you go. That's everything I like. <laughs> well, there wasn't a president in that movie, but Cowboys vs. Aliens had, like, it had a yeah. wonderful, you know. wonderful like <laughs> idea. Just the execution wasn't all that great. That's what yeah. everyone says about. The movie. If you think about it, like why do aliens, if they were to come to Earth, they could come at any period in time. So they could have come back before we were this technologically advanced, and mm-hmm. who knows exactly. what would have happened? You know, they probably would have had a lot easier time beating us, but maybe not. True fact. So I like my ideas. Uh, uh, my idea of Roosevelt versus werewolves. Roosevelt versus werewolf. I love it. We were just he talking just about him badass. in class the other day, and he really was. I kept my. I kept getting frustrated because my kids were studying him, and I kept trying to explain. I was like, No, no, no. You got to dig deeper. You got to dig deeper. 
blah, blah, blah. Like, really, really read the article that you're, or really read the book that you're reading about him. Like, look into it. It's really cool. He's really cool. And finally, they understood, like, how much of a badass he was. I, like, directed them to the section about, like, the Rough Riders. I was like, look! Look at this man! He's cool! Check him out! Now that I think about it, I may have to look and make sure no one has already written that book. That just sounds like too awesome of an idea for it to not be a real thing. Hey, you should write it or copyright it, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Chris is raising her hand. Yes, yes. Why, why was Teddy Roosevelt so badass? Don't forget we're the National Park Service. Yeah, he started the, started the National Park Service, basically. Uh, uh, okay. The man, the man worked out. The man, like, <laughs> he, was basically, he was basically like a, a roughneck <laughs> president. Like, there's no, he had fucking bears and shit at the White House. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Well, this is my pet bear. He was also very, like, kind and, like, courteous to people. Like, didn't fuck around. He is what a lot of these, like, bullshit wannabe macho men that walk around, like, wish that they could be. He's just a true example of, like, a dude. He's what Putin's trying to be. Yes, and failing miserably. Oh, Uh, failing miserably. So (laughs) says Kennedy, the original Ghostbuster, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Oh. Um, that's a presidency I'm obsessed with uh, do yourself a favor after the show look up the epic rap battle between uh, Theodore Roosevelt and um, oh geez I, have to, I can't remember who's bad it's like one of the last battles they ever did and um, it's fucking awesome because I mean you know being an epic rap battle you know all the stuff that they talk about in it is based on fact so and it hit list some of the awesome ass shit that he did so anyway um. All right. So the next book on our list was uh, "You're Never Weird on the Internet." Was there anyone on this episode that wasn't there the first time? I didn't read it. You didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't read it. Oh, no, either sorry. one of y'all read it. Okay. Um, missed that one. Yeah. Uh, this is also another book that I have got to uh, meet the author since we read it and had her sign the book. And um, it's funny. I, I re-listened to her book before. I got the chance to meet her at Austin Comic Con. And so as I was going through, I was like, well, what am I going to ask her? Because I'll probably have a chance to ask her one question. What question am I going to ask her? And she doesn't really say how she got the part on uh, Dr. Horrible. So oh, yeah. That's she what doesn't. I, that's a good point. That's what I asked her. I said, I said, you know, you kind of didn't really kind of glossed over it in your book. And she goes, oh, I thought I had said something about that. And I'm thinking maybe she wrote a chapter and it got cut or something. But... Um, it's not super in depth or anything, but basically what it boils down to is, um, she was picketing, uh, during the, um, writer strike along with you know, a bunch of other actors and actresses and directors and writers and everything. And, um, she ran into this guy and he said, Hey, I'm kind of thinking about doing this. Uh, I'm kind of thinking about doing this thing to raise some money to help like the, um, the people who are really being affected by this, not just the writers, but like the crew members and stuff that, you know, have lost their insurance. This guy named Joss. Yeah. It's this little guy named Joss Whedon. And he's like, Hey, I think I've got a part (laughs) to this. Um, some of my friends are going to be at, would you be interested? (laughs) And it literally was just like that type of a conversation. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's fucking awesome. So I was next to Joss Whedon in a picket line. I know. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, um, 
Oh, so the the question that I came up with after you know re-listening to it or whatever for the group is, um, what things have you gotten sucked into and become extremely focused on? Or do and you may not be that type of personality. I am that type of personality. Like <clears throat> once I finished my master's program, I basically we had stopped playing video games while I was doing my master's, and. Once I finished it, I was like, oh, hey, I want an Xbox, and uh, Xbox 360 specifically. And my wife was hesitant to let me get one because she's like, you know, you kind of have an addictive personality. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, literally life. Do what? Literally everything in life. Okay, thank you. So I it's not that. just me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> video games, podcasting. Uh, 3D printing. <laughs> yeah. You do things like casually. You have to go all in. Like buy all the stuff. Yeah, duh. Subscribe, yeah. Research and meet all the people. And yeah, that's how I am. I don't like that. So you're not like I that? Am. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, I don't have an addict. I don't have that type of personality. I do. It's more yeah. like a. If I like it, I'll do it for a while, and then I get bored. Mm-hmm. So you just think you're stuck with. <laughs> Ray is Ray's the longest thing I've stuck with. There you go. <laughs> I get really upset. Like I get um, obsessed about um, like specific authors or like actors or actresses and things like that. So if I like somebody, I'll like read everything they've written or um, watch everything they're in or something like that. I do that, but. I get that. I'm like that with yeah. that kind of stuff. But I also like it's not it's not a fun answer, but I'm like that with my job this year especially. I'm very like obsessive compulsive with it. But also fucking murderers and um music. <laughs> I have to know everything about all the murderers, Eugene. Oh, I know. Crime <laughs> porn. Watch- Watching uh, Mindhunter was like playing, like, guess who, basically. So Christian and I started watching that, and, uh, yeah, it is really good. What's funny is is we've kind of taken a break while she's doing some other stuff, and, I've all, and I'm, I have one episode left of American Vandal, and I have to finish that shit. <laughs> and, of course, the, the, uh, the chat room has gone off to their own thing. I'm seeing things here like Reagan, Super Spy, Andrew Jackson versus Ninjas, George Washington, Time Traveler, any president versus The Walking Dead. How about every president versus The Walking Dead? <laughs> anyway. um, Wait, did you guys see, speaking of presidents, the uh, the wax figure <laughs> museum skit that John Oliver, was it John Oliver did? Oh, God. No. Oh, my God. They bought five of the wax, the presidential oh, wax. Oh, yes, yes, sold it. that. Yeah, and he made a skit with yes. Tom Hanks. It was so funny. Yeah, and Tom Hanks at the end, and it was it felt almost like um, uh, like, the, the Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it was so good. If you haven't seen that? Google it because it's yes. so stupid. They have these wax figures doing the stupidest things, and yeah. Okay, yeah, I have to go check that out and, afterwards. Yeah, it's really good because they do it. Um, like Tom Hanks is at the end of the whole thing. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. Sure, have we been watching John Oliver? Remember when he buys the what? The buys oh, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't Tom. Who hangs at the end with all five presidents? And it sounds like. It's the president. 
Mr. President. Yeah, Mr. President. Yeah, I, I just remember the, uh, oh, it was the statues that I remember. He bought the different statues and he bought uh, Stephen Colbert. Was, oh, my God. Guy. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to go watch that now. That sounds hilarious. Um, all right, well, now time for a downer. Um, the next book, book that we read was 1984. Oh, Fucking <laughs> yikes. That's um, 2018. What? <laughs> I haven't finished it. I can't bring myself to, so, to read yeah. it. I wasn't on, but uh, I read it in high school. So. Okay, thoughts? Oh, it, it, it terrifies me how close we are right now. Yep. And That's why I can't read it. And that's why Chris can't finish it. Um, the, the thing that's freaking me out, like, and I hate, I hate to be one of those people, but you know, you you hear about the TVs that are listening on the conversations, and they're you know supplying the the uh, the so LG or Samsung or whoever mm-hmm. makes they're listening on the conversations so that they can hear about it. Somebody's testing out their phones now, so that if they don't have a cat, they never searched about a cat. But if they keep talking about a cat, eventually they see uh, cat food ads pop up on their on their feeds and stuff like that. So they're just. It's um. No, my sorry. Go ahead. Spark up a conversation with Parker so, about this because he will go on for hours about robots and yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's part of it, right? He works for the CIA, so yes, uh, he does. <laughs> so you know, it's just it's it's one of those things of of how connected we are, as well as how observed we are now is is pretty terrifying. I got nothing to hide, so I don't really give a shit. But yeah, it's, what got me was the big part about how the government changes the history, and nobody questions it, and just even the littlest thing, and just watching what's going down with Trump in the media, yes. and like I have a, a is little fake secret and, for you. What white men have been doing that since the fucking beginning of time? I know, but <laughs> but the problem is is right now. In a day and age where we have proof, yes, especially uh, against a particular president, uh, they continue to try and deny certain yes, things, and it's deniability like deniability. And you're like, "That's not true. <laughs> Why do you keep saying it? You're an ass." But it's anyway. alternative facts. Yes, I guess, and part of it is because I've never really paid attention to politics or anything like. Uh, like that before until our our recent election mm-hmm. for prime minister, and so it, I guess I'm a little bit more aware now. Woke, woke, woke. That's right, girl. Stay woke. 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 Mm. Tone woke, as I like to. I don't. Think I didn't, I didn't have any additional thoughts on it because we went into it pretty deep, and it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still glad that I read it. I don't foresee to me, the book is just like, okay, everyone needs to read it just so that you're exposed to the ideas and, you know, some of the, the, um, theories and stuff in it. Uh, but the actual story itself is not all that great. And, you know, it's not like, I'm, it's not like, Oh, Hey, I'm time to read it again this year. Cause it's one of my yearly yeah. books. So yeah. No, it's not like that. Does anybody else see the irony in uh, the 1984 uh, commercial um, from Apple mm-hmm. where they, they have the Olympic person running up and throwing the hammer through the 
thing, and it's all the like it's very um, stagnant uh, place, right? Do you remember which commercial I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the I know the commercial. Okay, so you and then and you look at Apple now, and it's they're now the top dog, and they're the ones that are kind of I don't know. I just see some irony. In that. No, I could. I, I, no, I, I can definitely see the. Um... I, I can definitely see the the drawing the the resemblance there. I was going to say, uh, on the other hand, at least Apple is is willing to go to bat right now for um, for users' rights, whereas Google's like, oh no, you want the information? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the keys. Lock up when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what? Seriously? But anyway, that um, is true, wrong, and I do appreciate. That. Yeah. Wrong show. All right. So. Uh, Let's kind of keep the let's keep the downer train moving and go on to the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about stuff that scares the fuck out of me that I feel like is going to happen? Were you Boom. on that? I don't know if you were on that episode. No, because I couldn't read it because it scared the fuck out of me. I haven't read it either. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's, it feels too too real. Like it's giving me like heart palpitations just thinking about it. Like I can't. That this this is why. I hit the gym so hard. This is why I'm getting so strong. This is why I'm trying to get so fast. Because <laughs> if this ever happens, I swear to God, I'm not going down without a fight. Well, we oh, talked about gosh. that. And, you know, my thought process, number one, the biggest thing about 1984 and The Handmaid's Tale that, um, and, and who knows, this may be, this may be, you know, false thought process on this, but uh, the biggest difference between those possibly becoming real and what we have today keeping us from being able to do that is the internet. Um, because like, like Chris said, you know, in, in 1984, you know, Oh, Hey, we change the fact we burn all the books or the newspapers and it's changed. And yeah. everybody knows that once stuff goes on the internet, it never goes away. <laughs> it's somewhere, someplace. It's, it's never going away. So everyone who's ever had a nude po uh, picture posted knows all about that. Um, but yeah, so um, once again, another book. Now let me ask this: Has anyone watched the series on on Hulu? I I never got. I've heard good things about it. I've never gone back to watch it though. I would really like to, but again, <laughs> you're like, why do I want to watch something that's going to stress me the fuck out? Well, that's the thing. It's like when I watched The Keepers, it made I had to like I had to start changing the time of day I was watching it. I could only watch The Keepers on the weekends during the middle of the day because when I watched it right before bed, I would wake up in the morning horribly depressed. So I like I can't imagine what this would do to me. I don't know. I just ugh. it's so weird and so out there, though. It's just. Also, Parker Parker made some really good. We had a like long in depth conversation about it one day, and he made some really good points about like you know that like there's a lot of things that would be in place that would you know keep that from happening. He's like, you know that, right? I was like, I don't know. Like, it's just I was very upset. Well, even and and so like one of the things was it was it seemed in the book like it was very quick that all of a sudden it was like okay, women all of a sudden have no rights, and I'm just like. Yeah, we keep going back and forth on some shit, but and as as much uh you know as Republican as the state of Texas is, um I don't I don't see anyone easily saying, "Oh, by the way, your moms and wives and and sisters and and girlfriends 
uh, are now property. I don't see that flying with most people here. There, are, I'm sure there's a subgroup, but most of us are going to be like, it. "Fuck you!" They are. That's what fuckers are too. Uh, but... Really making sure that something like that passes. So they did slip in some, you know, reproductive rights talk on a tax bill, but whatever. Yeah. That might not be happening or might not happen that easily, but there are things that are already happening where women's rights are getting denied and nobody's noticing or caring enough to do anything. You know, nobody thinks it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, you can vote and you can work. What the hell else do you want? So, you know. Equal rights, it's whatever. I just, I'm a fucking person, but whatever. I want to see that banner. Equal rights, it's whatever. <laughs> whatever. I fuck me, right? Yeah. Um. It's like a t-shirt. Yeah. The next, yeah. the next book that we we uh, we read was Unstoppable by Bill Nye. Um. Has anyone gone through and read any of his other books? I haven't read his other books, but I have gone through and looked for some statistics and facts from mm-hmm. this book on multiple occasions, just to have them in my back pocket in case I need them. Mm-hmm. So, but I have, I want to read a lot of his other books though. Jen, what about you? I haven't read, no, I haven't read them yet. I have his newest book, but I um, haven't had a chance to read it. I generally can't read more than one book at a time and since we have one book a month that's kind of in it for me so uh has anyone watched any of his netflix series yes i watched oh, the first episode yet. but I, I haven't watched any more of course i haven't really been watching a lot of tv but watch Quinn's the whole thing i think three times he's at least three times he yeah he, he's watched every episode. yes tell oh, nice. him he come hang out with me i'll watch it with him yeah, he loves it. He just loves the whole. I think it's great too. I love it. Hey, and you know what? I'm good with him watching that because it's 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 facts. Yeah. The only thing I wish I wish that there was more like true like hands on experiments because that's something that I really loved mm-hmm. from the original show. But I get that this is not necessarily geared specifically towards kids. It's like right everybody. Well, yeah, and he so I get it. Said that so. Yeah. I get that. It's fine. I just, I do. I love, I like to, I use, one of the things that I love about Bill Nye videos and one of the reasons that I still show them in my class today is because a lot of the stuff that he would do mm. would put things into terms that a kid could understand. Like I, I still remember this and I still use it with my kids now when we do our space unit is in one of the shows he does, there's, um, he takes, he has a big, massive, ball basically an empty ball and he's trying to explain how large the sun is and he shows them like on a scale like okay this is how big the sun would be if we shrunk it down to the scale this is how big the earth would be if we shrunk it down to that same scale look at how many of these i can fit inside of the sun that has still stuck with me for 20 years like i still it makes still makes sense to me to this day so but yeah that's one of the things i love about him he's very good at explaining things in regular people's terms and like making drawing metaphors, like the beginning of the book, he started out with think of the earth as your house. Would you yes. treat your house this way? You know, like do you rent it like or do you own it? Yeah. Well, very good. Very interpretive technique. The, the only exception that I'll say is, is, is he took a shot at the nuclear industry. Oh yeah. You did uh, not like that. A few, few years oh, ago yeah. <laughs> in an interview. And I can't remember if it was uh, CNN or I can't remember what it was, but he took a shot and, 
Listen, that man knows his science, and what he was quoting, unfortunately, was not that accurate uh, with regards to radiation and, and specifically what uh, people were being exposed to. So that part of it, he was being very, he was, he was sensationalizing a lot of stuff, and it was like, you're not talking truth right now. So yeah. other than that. I feel like too. If you, the thing I do like about him too is I feel like if you went to him with like those specific facts too, and like really showed it to him, he'd be like, "Oh, okay." And and fair enough. Appreciate uh, that about him. Yeah. People get nervous whenever they hear nuclear or anything, though. I I know. Uh, I will say though, I did like that on the show. Uh, he did allow um, people that were you know either for it or against it. They were all on. The panel yes. together. That was that was actually really good. Uh, yes. In that book series, it was cool to see all the sides of it, and he allowed everybody to speak. Sometimes he was a little short with the people that he disagreed with, but. Uh... Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, <show>. yeah. <laughs> He's also, unfortunately, from what I've heard, when you like truly meet him in like a real life scenario, he is not the nicest. Yeah. He's a yeah. But I appreciate all the the teaching he's done. So, but I don't know. I I don't know with him. Um, I do though the episodes that he did about. Um, there's two in particular that I want to make every single person I know watch. The one about um, medicine that he does. Yeah. Where he talks about like the alternative medicine. Because if I have one more person to meet, person tell me I need to, I should try going on a cleanse. I'll fucking hit him with a juice bottle or something. Um, and then the one, oh God, what was the other one? Oh, and then the one on um, on um, dieting. Yes. And the food that you eat. Yeah, we uh, we watched that one in this house to make sure, and then Logan watched it too, and she was. She felt a lot better. Oh, it was, she I, felt so much it was really to see it was the eye opening. Well, yeah, because I didn't know, and for her, she's almost twelve, and she's getting that age where everybody's starting to look different and when she heard the, the the scientific fact about look 70 percent of your genetic makeup the way your body is there's nothing you can do about it and she's like oh thank god yeah yeah <laughs> she doesn't look like the other i mean she's five foot five and she's 11 years old but she doesn't look like the rest of her class no. she doesn't look like the rest of the girls she's looks a lot older and it was kind of freaking her out a little bit yeah she's hard yeah, so when she heard that, she's like, well, not my fault. And she kind of moved on. With there, you the there you go. Well, I appreciated a lot of the stuff that was pointed out on that, too, of like, because they had the like super fit woman on there, too. And I love the fact that someone said something to her and she was like, yeah, this isn't an accident. Like, I don't look like this because yeah. I woke up one day and I looked like this. Like, a lot of work. this is work that I've had to put in in a gym. And so, you know, these are gains, but a lot of this is genetic. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. That was a good episode. Um, the last two books that we read were the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Personal favorite <laughs> by the Canadians, there obviously. Oh um, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone read any of the other books in the series? No. I read the second one after that one. What and then I think? had to start on Bob. How was it? It's good. I liked it. It it was, you know, that same British stupid humor, but mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff, so 
it worked for me. We tried to get through the audiobook. Uh, it's written by Stephen Fry. What, the second one or the first the one? The first one. Yeah, we got to the audiobook. And, well, I know, but uh, at first you... It's like... I don't know. I love Stephen Fry. I love Stephen Fry, I do. And then it just... There's sometimes where he's, as I'm driving, it's kind of droning on. Mm-hmm. I'm just say, like, oh, oh, no, I'm driving. I can't do that. <laughs> I didn't know that. There's just a couple of times where it's like, eh, I'm not. But, yeah. But I already, I, but, well, I already knew the story and everything, too, so mm-hmm. that, maybe that didn't help. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand that. There are there are certain audiobooks that I'm like, nope, can't listen to this while I'm driving. At least, nope. at least not early in the morning or late at night. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was working nights at the time too, oh, so maybe, maybe that's that maybe that's it. what it was. That, yeah. that could be it too. So <laughs> that never bodes well for you. Um. Well, does anyone else have anything they want to add about uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide? Mm-mm. Oh, there was. If I can find it, I'll have to share it on the back channel, or or we'll try and post it somewhere. Uh, there was a there was a theory about the number forty two. Oh yeah, I sent that. So you did see that, right? I saw it, and I haven't finished it. I don't think. Obviously, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, but we, can you give me the gist of what? Okay, now I I have not checked this. I need. I probably should check this before I say this. But I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and put it out there anyway. <laughs> I saw a posting on Facebook that said that the choice of forty two is um, not random. Um. Because uh, he used to be a programmer, he chose 42 because I think it was 42 in hex in uh, hexy is um, hex code is a um, a star, which if you're doing searches means anything, everything. So in essence, he was saying the answer to what what is the what is the answer to life and meaning and everything. And the answer is, well, it's, it's everything. It's whatever you want it everything. to be. And I was like, I like that. That's that sounds like the kind of answer that author would give to exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to look it up right now. Born distracted. Said <laughs> I saw the movie version of Hitchhiker. Yikes! It was weird. <laughs> it's good. Wait till you read it. It's my favorite movies. Like he specifically wrote, yikes. <laughs> um, all right, which brings us to our last book and actually why we did the topic that we did tonight. Um, we are Legion, we are Bob. I have reread this series again. I fucking love this series. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, thank you for suggesting this series. Sean. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, yep. Yes, thanks, Sean. Um, okay, so the 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 first thing that was brought up was... Um, when, when Bob finds the Deltons and they start, you know, they do have a, a quick back and forth, him and Garfield, I think have the back and forth about, well, how much are you going to interfere here, Bob? Like, um, and they even, they even bring up the prime directive at some points, uh, both with the Deltons and, and with the, uh, some of the other, you know, with the other race, um, but and he, uh, it's the Captain Picard stance on that one, where it's like, "Fuck that!" 
Yeah, These so people are dying. I, I was going to ask y'all that because Jennifer's actually the one that, that kind of brought it up on the show. And like I said, we, we started talking about something else and never went back to it. So um, given – now, in general, what are your thoughts on interfering with – we're going to go other species. We're going to say, we, you know, oh, my God, we found out Mars actually does have some kind of life. Not surprised. I, I think there's a moral thing there where you have to give it every chance that it, 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 you can uh, to let it thrive on its own. And, and I appreciate Bob interfering when he realizes that they're going to go extinct. Yeah. So... It's almost a moral obligation, in my opinion. Anyway, it's a very human aspect there, but because uh, there's even on Earth, they're having that debate. You know, there's the faction that believes that humanity needs to end there and with Earth because you know we couldn't even save ourselves, so why bother? Uh, in the book, right? The oh, vehement. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like, let us end with this because we had our chance and we screwed it up. Um, but I, I think, yeah, that's just my take on it anyway. Is you got to let it, give it every chance to do it by itself, and then if you if you get, uh, fuck up horrible somehow, then you got to step in. Jennifer, did you have a specific thought on this since you were the one that brought up the question originally? Well, you know, I've thought a lot about this since, since we read the book, and I'm kind of torn because... On the one hand, yeah, you have this sentient species that that has the potential to do great things, um, but who are you to say that they should survive over the other one, you know? And if you do nothing, then obviously they, they die out, and if you help them, then you could be handicapping them because then they're dependent on you or they don't learn the things they need to learn well, along the way, like we did, you know? They touch yeah. on that very briefly in the book, I thought, where they... He said, uh, one of them says, you know, their intelligence might be becoming because they were being eaten by the, de- uh, by the, the gorillas. And, yeah. you know, that's why their intelligence started. So, but again, they were going to be wiped out completely. So what do you do? Uh, like they couldn't keep up intelligence wise with the rate of desecration. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you kind of run into that weird thing, too, where, like, you know, I hadn't finished the book, I don't think, when we were on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned, like, I can see them, like, looking at him like a god and making a religion out of him. And then by the end of the book, they were already, like, building shrines to him. You know, so then you have this thing about, so is that yeah. where all religions come from? Is, you know, some, like, alien force decides to literally play god and then they get credit and that's how <laughs> See, but I, I would buy that. Like what happens in the next two books with that? Yeah, I can only imagine. I'm excited to see like where that goes because I'm sure that. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Ray, in that. Normally, it would be like, okay, let's you know, we take a scan of this planet, we find it, you know, we find there's life there. Okay, that's cool. Let's just you know hands off let's see what happens obviously we're not gonna you know inhabit this planet and then 
you know, because it's very obvious that, oh, the Deltons are like, there's not a lot of them left and they're getting killed off pretty quickly. And if something does, some, if something doesn't change pretty quickly, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make it. Um, I, I, I'm coming at it from the background of there's quite, a, there's several podcasts I listen to. Um, and a lot of them, a couple of them talk about, you know, uh, um, space travel and so on and so forth. And, even though, uh, granted, you know, we're just dipping our toe into space travel, you know, we're, we're just now possibly about to get to another planet. Um, we, we have one piece of equipment that has gone interstellar, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, how many other, uh, civilizations are there really out there that are intelligent? And it's like, yeah, we probably need, you know, of course, now, let's say, let's keep this in frame of the book. In frame of the book, technically, the Deltons are the first intelligent life that the Bobs have met. And the Bobs have not gone a lot of other places yet. But that being said, I'd still, I think I would still err on on the side of what Bob did and be like, yeah, I kind of need to step in here because what if is, what if this is the only one, like literally, what are we going to do if in a thousand years ago, yeah, humanity pretty much, you know, colonized the universe would have been nice to meet someone else, but they all died. (laughs) So, and we met them, but we decided to leave them alone. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Cause life is one thing. Finding, finding life on other planets I really do think at some point we are going to find life on other planets. There's just too many planets and too many civilizations or, you know, too many stars and solar systems. And and I really think we're going to find life on other planets. Whether or not we find intelligent life is where we start. Whether or not they find intelligent life. So (laughs) there's, there's intelligent life out there. The, The problem is, is that, the timelines just, you can't, like, what we're looking at now for, over the light years, look at how many light years we're talking. Oh, yeah. And, and so the... They already came when we were cavemen and the dinosaurs were here, so we missed yeah. the shot. Pyramids, man. <laughs> Pyramids, man. Um, the other the other question I, brought, I wanted to bring up was... Um, your thoughts on terraforming Ragnarok? There is no sign of life. Why not? You can do it. Why not? Yeah. Now, it's a science experiment. Yeah. It is. It is. It was. A, it was. A, let's now, see if I can do it. Now that being said, there's no sign of life that we know of. So you I mean you got to be pretty broad in your okay, like what is actually life and. Because maybe there's just some form of RNA or DNA that they were checking for or whatever. But, True. Uh, I would say that's what happened with, on Earth. I think somebody was just playing, you know, doing an experiment and left us, and this is what happened. Could be. Yikes. Yikes. God <laughs> is a great scientist. Um, but yeah, I mean. If there is, if it's just a planet that happens to have a bit of an atmosphere and you can help it out, why not? The whole Mars thing. Now, there was something else that uh, that they, I can't remember which article it was, but I was reading an article about them terraforming uh, Mars. And they said it would be such a, a 
a disappointment because right now, if you if you were able to stand on Mars and look up at the sky, it would look like a sunset to us all the time during the day because the I guess the sky is red there all the time. Uh, but at night, when the sun is going to set, it actually goes blue. So it's kind of the opposite of what we have now. And and how you know how dare us humans change that because it's uh, because it would benefit us. I mean, so I mean, there's that train of thought too. But as far as I'm concerned, is use a planet, and there's no other reason for that planet right now. Why not? Also, when you're talking about, do we have the right to affect a species like that? I mean, we kind of already do that on Earth. Not that mm-hmm. it's intelligent life, but we kind of like basically say, "Fuck everybody else." Uh, the planet's ours, and we don't care if we kill you off or. The, we <laughs> intelligent life. Look at dolphins. Like it's. Yeah, an octopus. Mm-hmm. Octopus. Yeah. Oh, octopus is alien, Geo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they have a. Did you see Fuck the cities yeah, and stuff down in the oceans? It was no, like they've like their DNA. Like you know, most plants and animals. Well, most animals, you know, we're like what eighty percent compatible DNA wise with all, pretty much everything on the planet, except for fucking octopuses. Like we are nowhere close to a fucking octopus. Because they're fucking smarter than us, yo. Because they're fucking aliens, yo. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we found a new YouTube channel for us. <laughs> Fucking you know what Dean's afraid of. There's a well. There's a whole podcast I listen to, and it's hilarious. That's like one of the running things is octopus is octopus is alien geo. Because <laughs> anytime <laughs> someone brings up something, it's like, yeah, did you see that video where the octopus like literally got out, crawled around, a grabbed the pool, and and did all this shit, and like, fuck that man, that's scary. They're shit. They're so cool. I love octopus. They're so. In Finding cool. Dory, the octopus was pretty hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, just a side note. Do you know why he only had seven tentacles? Because it would have broke the budget of the movie to do an eighth one. It literally would have broke the uh, servers at Pixar to do an eighth tentacle. And I'm I was serious? like, I'm dead serious. But why? Yep. Because, because it's, the it's rendering so on much. it was, yeah, it was so in-depth. They literally were like, if we put another limb on this octopus, it's going to break our server. The detail that goes into the animation of those Nemo movies is insane. Like, I watched a behind the scenes about it. It was fucking crazy. Uh, the chat room. Um, well, any other any other thoughts anyone wants to add on there about uh, We Are Legion, We Are Bob, or or any of the other books that we've read? All right. I just can, can you guys get through the other books for We Are Legion, We Are Bob, so we can talk about the whole series as one. Um, I'm gonna work on it. How many are there? There's two more. There's two more. Yeah. And believe me, once you once you start going down that rabbit hole, you'll immediately you'll be like, all right, well, done with two. Time to pick up three. I should have. That's what I should have been working on this last month, but I've been trying to get through a non sci fi book, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is my month to do other things, and obviously, yeah. Still working on that too. We need to have a conversation here. I'm sure we'll do it offline, but we need to have a conversation here and start planning our next uh, couple of books. I even halfway thought about maybe we should go ahead and just plan like maybe the rest of the year. We'll see. Uh, or, you know, uh, plan 2018, our, our book reading schedule, because I've already got several ideas as to books that I'd like to see us read, and we could all throw them out there and vote and figure it out. So 
we may be doing that here pretty quick. We have two or three months now, right? Do we know? Don't we have two or three months figured out already? Uh, we've at least, yeah, we've got at least the next two months figured out. So, <clears throat> um, well, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our next book, like I said, was going to be this uh, uh, month's this month's book, which is "Off to Be the Wizard" by Scott Mayer. Uh, we will be reading that for next month. Um, has anyone started on it yet? Nope. I've got it downloaded. Where did you go? I love this book series. Just. It may seem like a little slow until there's a part where all of a sudden you're going to be like, okay, I get what's going on, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do, because I, I love this series. Um, so, yeah, if you, uh, we'll be reading Off to Be the Wizard uh, for December. So, um, With that said, what has everyone else been reading? Have, have you been reading anything else, Lainey? Fucking bullshit that I get handed at work. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, was it kid stuff hand stuff in or like, like Yes, but no. I'm talking mostly about shit that other adults hand me that say, Hey, you should read this and I go, No. No. <laughs> Fucking read it to me, you asshole. I'm not reading this. <laughs> no. You just see me looking at somebody going, No. I do that all the time. <laughs> Are you new? Like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You should almost oh. print out like a picture of Grumpy Cat with like the little word bubble that says no. And whenever people hold it up, you just like literally hold that up in front of your face. <laughs> You're like, no. I um, think the lady in my work knows too. Because every time she tells us to do anything, I just kind of look up at her and go. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Ray, have you been reading anything else? Uh, no, I've. I haven't read any more of the book that I talked about last month, which was the new Dan Brown one. I'm ready to the part where it's, it's going to start getting into the story. Uh, it's taken a little bit longer than usual for me to read because I've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Puppies. Yeah, the puppy eats into that too. And then by the time I'm ready for bed, I just pass out. And, uh, <laughs> And then, you know, uh, and then at work, I've got, um, uh, we're, we're doing a bunch of training lately, so I've got all that stuff I need to read as well. So that's not, uh, that's taking up a bunch of time. So, yeah. I'm a bitch when you read shit. <laughs> Chris, have you been reading anything? Uh, I started Armada. So okay. I started that. I think I'm like four chapters in okay it's good I, I think it's gonna be good i had a conversation with the person i borrowed the book from and he's like it's not as good it's all right but it's not as good as ready player one is so, it the same storyline or is it a completely different book no it's completely, completely different yeah it takes a okay. uh, place in present time and um it's a it's a teenager this is so it's the same sort of um main character um and it is video game based to big video game references so far from what I've read. But I mean, it, I, it intrigued me. I, it, I will say even now, uh, it is not as good as ready player one. That being yeah. said, uh, I still enjoyed it. And the second time I read it, it got better because it was, I knew what to expect. And okay. so I, I did enjoy it better the second time around. Just 
just just realize that it is not going to be Ready Player One caliber, but it's still good, and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and I already know going in, so I'm not okay. Huge, mind blowing! Holy crap! This is awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, Jennifer, what else are you reading? Or are you reading anything? Uh, yeah, I've been working on Hunger by Roxane Gay. It's uh, it was on Emma Watson's book club last month, I think. Are you enjoying it? Because I really want to read that. It's really depressing and sad, but I think it's a, it, it's like one of those you need people need to read because it's hard to read, you know. Um, yeah. Did you read her about, first book? No, I haven't read her before, and she's a good author, and and it, I'm really like it's hard to get through um, because it's about how she was raped as a girl and how she just like started eating to basically make herself unattractive to men and, and then all the things she's gone through since then, you know, um, it's called hunger, a memoir to my body. So it's, it is sad, but I think it's the kind of thing people need to read and be exposed to so that we can have conversations about things like that. Um, so yeah, so definitely, yeah, it's a, it's a good read and, and it's easy to read. It's just finding the time to get through it and I'm actually reading it. So it takes a little longer. Um, that's it. Other than like the Sierra Club magazine, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking through my list here. I actually, um, like I said, I've had to go back and re- start redoing inventory again. I went back and reread the uh, Bobbleverse books and needed something else, so I started. I went back and redid The Martian again. Uh, like I said, still holds up. So really enjoy it. I'm actually starting. I bought the third book in the uh, Play to Live series. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't know if I'd ever recommend it for the show because it's very game savvy. But what it boils down to is this guy has cancer. He's about to die. And there's a phenomenon where people are playing these immersive online role playing games. And if you play too long, you basically just kind of like get sucked into the game to the point that like they can turn off life support to your body and you pretty much live in this game from now on. Um, Sounds like black mirror episode. It is kind of, and it's like, but I mean, there's like eight books in the series. So, I mean, they definitely takes it really far, Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's definitely, uh, it's an interesting read. Uh, The other thing that I read, and I'm glad you said something, Chris, about what you're reading, because I, I really kind of hold this up to it. I also read uh, Artemis, by Andy Weir, uh, okay. who wrote um, um, The Martian. Martian, yeah. Whereas, like I said, uh, Ready Player One, um, um, Armada and Ready Player One, you can tell it's the same author. It's the same genre, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, it's very, you know, nostalgic, 80s feeling, that type of thing. Um, Artemis is a completely different thing. It is not... We're not getting the super scientific, you know, hey, super smart guy saves the, you know, saves the day, saves his life type thing. It's a completely different story. It's, I don't know. I, I, I need to go back and reread it knowing that, knowing what it is now without the expectations of it being the Martian like. But, um, I, I just thought it was okay. I didn't really, enjoy it that much and like i said i don't know if it's just because i had certain expectations when i started reading it 
and it didn't meet those. So I need to go back and reread it and just let it be what it is and see if I enjoy it more. So, um, it's, it's narrated by Rosario Dawson. She does a wonderful job. Uh, but yeah, the book itself just didn't really grip me. I was just kind of like, meh the whole time. So, um, well, that being said, that is our show for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, if you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, uh, wherever you may listen to the podcast. You can also watch us record the show on YouTube live. Uh, we do it about once a month. Usually at the beginning of the month, we were trying for the last part of the month. That just hasn't worked out, so I'm just like, whatever, first of the month. Uh, <laughs> It is what it is. Um, you can find the site at epicallygeeky.com and then, of course, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at epicallygeeky as well. Uh, if you have any suggestions for books that you would like to see us read uh, you know, on the book club, we'd love to have them. Like I said, we're probably going to start sit down and start uh, figuring out, hopefully, maybe even the rest of the year. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll the sleep. Do what? Go the fuck to sleep. But yes. you gotta listen. Gotta listen to uh, read by Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah. They, oh my God, that would be hilarious. Um, I don't know if we can it's do a on, whole show on that one, but uh, that may like be a mini episode. <laughs> you, you can watch it on YouTube. Like, it's on YouTube right now. Yeah. That, um. With that said, where can we find you on the internet, uh, Lainey? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Laney Bird, and you can also find me over on the Epic League Geeky Show and uh, Epic Rhythm and Brews. We just put out a new episode, so you should go check it out. Yes, they did. Um, I listened to the episode. <laughs> Long sigh of exasperation. What? <laughs> I talk about Kanye West a lot, and you know my feelings on Kanye West. Anyway. Uh, you have to respect him as an artist. No, I don't. I don't have to do Not shit. Not as a person. Nope. He's a nope. shit person. Nope. But as an early artist, ooh, baby. Nope. Anyway. No. <laughs> thanks, Ray. Ray, where can we find you online? Uh, Instagram, the, uh, sorry, Lake Life Artist. Uh, you can search for me on, uh, on Facebook, uh, Raymond Andrew. I'm one of the artists listed there. I've got more stuff coming, I promise. It's just been pretty busy, but now that we are starting to get snow, I don't have to do as much because I can't work outside on the house. So There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'll be some more stuff being posted soon. Um, got some, I've got so many paintings planned. It's, it's crazy. Uh, other than that, just, yeah, uh, obviously, up with geeky.com and, uh, yeah. Woo! You Still can, can't find her, though. That's right. You can find Chris at oh, Epically yeah, Geeky. Can't. That's about it. So, uh, Do what? I said, that's it. That's it. That works, though. It's six great. months. I don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> hey, you know, if there's nothing there for you, I understand. So, uh, Jennifer, where can we find you online? Um, Instagram and Twitter at Hep's Gonna Be Me. I still love that handle. And you can find me <laughs> online. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Optimus Gene. For everyone on the site, have a good night.
This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 